Proverbs chapter 22, and we'll stand together uh, one last time, and we're going to read a verse together, a very familiar verse, Proverbs chapter 22. There you go. Once you find that there, go ahead and join me in standing. Proverbs 22.1, everybody just seems like you're about to go to sleep. So uh, we don't always stand on Wednesday night, but uh, you just have that look. Uh, so we all got to wake up here. But Proverbs 22.1, last week we talked about the name of Jesus. And what a wonderful name that is. Uh, and tonight we are going to look at a, a passage, and we'll tie it all together, uh, but a passage that we have, have known, and maybe you have taught this to your kids, uh, very important. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 1, let's go ahead and read that together. Uh, Proverbs 22, 1, you ready? A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor than silver or gold. Rather than silver and gold. And uh, here the Bible talks about a good name. You know, the Lord has a good name, but we should have a good name. But it's not about us. Our good name isn't just so people will think good about us. Our good name should be a good name because we are a child of God. And who we represent. And we need to make sure that we are living in such a way that we give him a good name. Back in the days of Alexander the Great, there was a soldier uh, that had uh, come up for court-martial. And this soldier was brought before Alexander the Great. And as he was standing there, and he was reprimanding him for his actions... Uh, he asked him what his name was. He said, soldier, what is your name? He said, Alexander, sir. He said, sir, what, what is your name? Alexander, sir. He said, I asked you, what is your name? And he boldly proclaimed his name as being Alexander. And Alexander said, change your name or change your conduct. You know, Christians, we name the name of Christ. And we need to make sure that we are living in such a way that we bring honor to Him. The world is watching. The world is watching. And so, tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, having a good name. Having a good name. And Father, we pray that you'd bless now these next few moments and help us as we uh, look into Scripture, as we get some admonition and instruction. And then I pray that uh, the result would be that we would uh, live and be mindful of our actions day in and day out. Uh, and may you be honored because of them. And so bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. A good name. Uh, what a gift. Having a good name is a gift. And if you have been given a good name, you have been given a great gift. And that is, that is a blessing. Uh, it did not become a good name without an investment. It didn't become a good name without a cost. Somebody had to make that name a good name. Some of you are 
have, have had that name for a long time. Uh, and with that, uh, Brother Tracy, you've had that name for a long time. And, uh, but uh, the longer we have our name, uh, we should be the ones that are making that a good name. Uh, and, and it takes, uh, takes investment, uh, the integrity that is tied up in a good name, the testimony, the honor, uh, the respect, it comes at a cost. And people don't just uh, look at someone's name as being a good name that has lived contrary to good traits. It takes good traits to have a good name. It takes good character to have a good name. And so here the Lord said, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And I wonder if we really believe that. If we could have a good name on this side and we could have a pile of money on this side, which one would we choose? God says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor than silver or gold. And so uh, last week we looked at that name of Jesus. What a wonderful name. Uh, And Yahweh saves uh, is what that means. Jehovah saves. And so tonight we're going to look at having a a good name. Now, uh, when someone is given a name, it comes with a lot of time trying to figure out. How many of you have children? All right. Do you remember trying to think of the name? Do you, do you remember the process? I mean, uh, back, some of you don't understand this, but there was a time that was before internet, before Google. And you couldn't just go on your phone or on your computer and, and ask Google a question. Uh, there was no such thing as Google. And you would actually have to go and buy something called a book. And uh, it really was hardbound. Uh, but anyway, you would get these books, and they would have baby books with all these different names. And you'd scroll through the names and look at them and trying to figure out uh, what, which names you were going to have. Uh, we went to the hospital with two names. You didn't know what you were going to have. Uh, and so, uh, so David, we didn't know, uh, let's see, I don't know, if, I don't recall if we knew on Rachel, I think we knew on Jonathan, uh, but uh, uh, anyway, trying to figure all that out, you just, you, you were coming up with multiple names, so you would be prepared, uh, and so, uh, so nowadays, though, people pick names and you go online, now the new trending names, uh, the trending names now are called maximalists names. Whatever that means, I have no idea. But as I look down this list of names, these top uh, 18 names, uh, Amadeus, uh, Cassiopeia, Cleopatra, Draco, uh, these are trending names in the U.S. right now. Uh, One of them, the last, Wolfgang is one of them, Zebedee. I read Zebedee in my Bible, and I don't ever think about naming a child Zebedee. Uh, uh, But these are some of the names they're doing. Uh, The last one here that's listed is Zephyrin. Zephyrin, that sounds like some kind of a drug or something, Uh, and so an antihistamine or something. But uh, anyway, these are all trending names. But people 
uh, people will choose a name for their child based on maybe family, uh, naming after a family or a close friend. Maybe there's a Bible name that uh, a character in the Bible that you look at and, and you think about uh, those individuals. Go ahead and switch that off that slide because everybody's looked looking at the slide. Uh, and so uh, anyway, uh, you look at these different names and, and you pick these names and that name then is given to that child. And uh, with that, uh, some are after a, a friend or a Bible name or a family member. Uh, but with that, uh, those names are chosen and uh, and they are individual. They might they might not have a meaning to anybody else, but they have a meaning to the person that chose them. My middle name is Jean. Uh, I don't know why my mom called me Jean. No, I do know she had a friend that was a lineman and working on the power lines, and he was working on the lines and had the uh, tag out uh, put out there, and somebody came by and unlocked the tag and turned the power on and killed him while he was working on the main lines. And with that, when she was thinking of the name, one of my names, she named me, Jean. Uh, my middle name was named after this individual. Now, I don't know him. I don't have any connection with him. But it was a connection that my mom had when she gave that name. And that's how names are chosen. Now, we look at the name of Jesus, and we see how Jesus was given a name, and Mary did not choose that name. God chose that name. It was a name that was a special name that had been handed down. And there, there are names in our society that are names that are, are memorable. Uh, let's see here. How about David Koresh? How many of you remember who he is? All right, what was he known for? The Oklahoma City bombing. Or I'm sorry, David Koresh was the, the uh, Waco uh, siege in 93. And then Timothy McVeigh uh, was with the Oklahoma City bombing. And uh, these names are, they are connected with actions. And these names will be infamous names. Hitler, Adolf Hitler, it will be an infamous name. Uh, you think about John Wilkes Booth, or you think of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, or you think about uh, some of these people that have, have done horrific things in the world, and there is a connection with them, uh, and that name will, will live on in infamy. Uh, and so evil men are, are named... Are, they're, they have names that are well-known, uh, names of infamy, but there are also other names that can be good or bad. You think about David and how you phrase David when you are introducing him. He could either be the man after God's own heart or he could be David and Bathsheba. It could be in a good light, or it also could be in an evil light with those actions. It could be, uh, you think about Simon the leper, 
All right, Simon the leper. And here there was a condition. Uh, not that that was evil. He had nothing to do with that. But uh, you think about the maniac of Gadara. No name is given here, but there is an association. This man with being demon-possessed, uh, a legion of devils. You think about Rahab the harlot. And her name is a name that is, is tied to that. But then when you go through and you look at the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he will use anybody. Praise the Lord. Uh, but uh, we think about Jezebel. Can't imagine anybody naming their child Jezebel. And Jezebel, I believe, was on that list. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, uh, but there are names, and the name itself does not is not a bad name. It is just the association of it. That's what makes it bad. Uh, there's Jezebel. Uh, there's Judas. The one who betrayed the Savior. But yet, there are good people that are named Judas. And... The name, the name has a connotation. The name is not a bad name. It is the association of who has that name and what they have done with that name. Uh, you think about Abraham or Paul or Samuel, Alexander. Uh, there's Alexander the coppersmith. And you look at Alexander the coppersmith. Uh, he was reproved by the apostle Paul. Uh, the the uh, pastoral epistles, there was a warning against Alexander the coppersmith. Why? Because he had done Paul much harm and he was hurtful to the ministry. Think about Demas. Uh, he had forsaken Paul. Uh, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. You think about John Mark. John Mark was one that uh, was, was chosen to, uh, to go with Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journey, uh, but he quit. And so that name John Mark, is it could be uh, good or could be bad. So what are some things that we can do? And this is just a little bit of uh, basic information. What are some things that we can do to have a good, good name? Number one, work hard. If you want to have a good name, work hard. It is so vital. Uh, parents, we need to be teaching our kids how to work. It is vital for them to be able to work so that they can get ahead. Uh, God blesses uh, labor. Uh, there, is, there are blessings in all labor. All, there's profit in all labor, uh, the Bible says. And so work hard. That is a way to earn and build a good name. Be honest. Be honest. Your word should matter. It should matter. And be honest. We need to make sure that we are honest because dishonesty, it will tear apart a name. Uh, and so uh, be honest. Uh, be on time. Uh, be, be on time. That, that helps your name. Uh, keep your word. Uh, pay your bills. Pay your bills. That goes back to that honesty. And so important, stay out of debt, but pay your bills. Love people. Love people. And in doing so, what do we find? It just helps. It helps the name. 
It helps that name to be solid. So uh, here, as we look here, uh, Proverbs 22.1, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. And so uh, a, good, a good name can take a lifetime to build. Now, one action can cause a person, number one, to lose their good name. One action. It takes a lifetime to build a good name. It takes a moment to destroy it. It takes, it takes time to build a testimony. It takes an instant to destroy a testimony. And so uh, that, that name so very important. We've got to not only choose to have that good name, we've got to make sure that we don't allow ourselves to destroy that name. Uh, so with that, uh, one action uh, can cause a person to lose his good name. Uh, dishonest financial dealings will cause a person to lose a good name. There are people that are sitting here, multiple people, that have been cheated financially by other church people. That's tragic. Tragic. There are people here that have lost their retirements because they trusted somebody else that was a believer with their retirement. That is... That is that testimony, no matter how much good someone had done up until that point, those, those dishonest financial decisions, it eroded that testimony. So dishonest financial dealings, uh, one action uh, can cause a person to lose that good name. Uh, and so, uh, so guard that uh, with the financial dealings and being a good, uh, honest person uh, is vital. Immorality uh, is, is one of those areas where devast- the devastation of immoral behavior, it destroys a good name. And, and that is something we've got to be very mindful of that. You cannot separate David and Bathsheba. You can't. No matter, no matter how much good David has done, there is always David and Bathsheba. They got married, but it's still David and Bathsheba and it is, they are not known for a marriage. They are known for the immorality that was there. And the devastation of immoral behavior, uh, it heart hurts far more than just uh, the, the individuals that are involved. Illegal behavior, one action, it can destroy a life. It hurts the name. It hurts the cause of Christ. So uh, one action can cause a person to lose their good name. Number two, a good name can be restored. A good name can be restored. I'm so glad that, that when we fail, that we still have hope. There's still hope. And that's because we have a gracious, merciful God. And with that, we have to have gracious, merciful Christians. Uh, just yesterday, I was in a uh, a uh, a group text 
uh, and there's a pastor that sends out texts, and about once a week he'll send out a text to about uh, 20 preachers. And uh, anyway, uh, I don't normally respond in the uh, text because uh, you put a bunch of preachers in there, everybody's got an opinion. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'll read the main article and I don't listen to, all, I don't, don't read all the responses. Uh, you have one of those, have, have you ever been in a group text that just keeps on going and everybody says ping, 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 ping. Uh, and so anyway, uh, I, I don't, uh, uh, follow up on all the others, but I list, I read the first, uh, the first one that comes out. Uh, and so anyway, uh, this preacher put something out and he was quoting another pastor. And as he quoted this other pastor, uh, this pastor has been in the ministry for decades, has got a phenomenal testimony, uh, but someone made some accusations. And through the whole process, uh, some one of these other preachers texted back in and stated that he should not have quoted somebody uh, and he, he basically stated that everything that had been accused was true and proven, and none of that is the case. This man's testimony, uh, his character uh, have been above reproach. There has not been, it wasn't any immoral issues against that pastor. Uh, but anyway, there were just things uh, of accusation. And, uh, and so anyway, this, this other pastor gets in and he, he attacks uh, the the pastor that had uh, had put that text out with the quote, and you know it's amazing to see how fast Christians turn on Christians. They say that Christians are the only army that kick their their wounded. You know we've got to be careful. That ought not be the case. I'm not saying embrace sin. I'm not saying that we ignore sin. I'm just saying that we have a gracious God who forgives us of our sin. And when he gives us grace and mercy, shouldn't we extend that to others? Amen. We should. So here, a good name can be restored. Go to Acts chapter 12. And I'll hasten here. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 and verse number 12. Acts 12, 12. The Bible says, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So here, uh, they were at uh, Mary's house. John Mark is there. Uh, They are praying together. Skip down to verse 25 of, of Acts 12. The Bible says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. And so now Mark, uh, has uh, he, was, he was a reputable young man. Uh, he, was at, he was present at prayer meetings. Now the, the Apostle Paul and Barnabas, when they're going to go on their second missionary journey, they are going to take, they want to take John Mark. And so uh, with that here, now uh, they take John Mark. Now, something happens in that uh, period of time. Go to, to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. I've already filled you in on what took place. But Acts 15, look at verse 36. The Bible says, And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. 
And Barnabas was determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought it not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. So here now you have Paul and you have Barnabas, uh, and now as they are uh, they are going on this next missionary, second missionary journey here, they were gonna they took John Mark on the first one, second one they were gonna take him with them again, but he had left, uh, and and uh, uh, Barnabas wanted to, to bring. Uh, John Mark with them, uh, and Paul said, no, the contention was so sharp that Paul and Barnabas broke fellowship. Now, what was that over? That was over giving John Mark another chance. Paul was, nope, done. I think Paul here was being the prophet, right? Wrong, black, white, nothing in the middle. It was very cut and dry. And nothing was gray. Nothing was, uh, was unsure. And he's like, he left us once. He's going to do the exact same thing again. And he would not bring him with him. Then you have, uh, you have uh, with that we have uh, uh, Barnabas, he was, he was wanting to bring John Mark with him. And, and with that, now there was contention. Now, Paul and Barnabas uh, split. Barnabas and John Mark. We have Paul and Silas that go. Now we have two missionary journeys. God can still use misunderstandings and still use good people when there's misunderstandings. But what's so wonderful is when you... You see Paul at the end of his life. He is wanting John Mark to come. He is profitable to me for the ministry, the Bible says. What was it? That name had been restored. That testimony had been reclaimed. And so here, uh, a good name uh, that has been lost, it can be restored. When there have been failures, that, that name can be restored. Uh, and if we've heard our name, we can build it back. Number three, evil people can try to tarnish your good name. Now, when I say evil people, we have to remember that evil is an action. And just because a person is saved does not mean that they cannot be evil. All right, let's go to Psalm 51. Just in your mind. All right, just in your mind. I don't have time. All right, so Psalm 51, David is repenting. He said, Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. What was it? He had Uriah the Hittite killed. He had committed adultery. And so what was there? There was sin, but there was also evil that was done. And just because somebody is saved does not mean that they cannot be used to do evil. 
Sin is a transgression of the law. Evil is sin with the intent to hurt someone else. And so here, the, the adultery was, was sin. The conspiring to kill Uriah, that was evil. And so here, he, he, had, he had committed both. And so, uh, so with that, evil people can try to tarnish your good name. We are all one accusation away from having our name tarnished. It doesn't have to be true. The day that we live in, you are guilty until proven innocent. There is a jury on Facebook and Instagram and all the social media posts And all it does is takes one person to put something out and that good name could be tarnished. It doesn't have to be anything that they have done. They may have done nothing. You say, well, they wouldn't find anything. It doesn't matter if they find it or not. People believe what they read. For some reason, they believe it when they read it on their phone or on the, the uh, internet. They think everything that's said is true. Well, they wouldn't have posted that, that if that wasn't true. The hearts of men are desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. And you and I could be a vessel to injure somebody else if we're not careful. And so evil people can try to tarnish uh, your good name. Uh, Jesus, uh, we looked at the Lord's name. Jesus did everything right. Yet he was slandered. Nothing could be, there was no proof. There was no error. There was no hint of error. Yet the accusations came. Uh, so in, uh, just look at the screen when it comes up. I'm going to hit these real quick. John 8, 41. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible here, it says, Ye do, talking from the Pharisees, Ye do the deeds, of, or Jesus said, Ye do the deeds of your father. And then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. You know what they did? The Pharisees were calling Jesus an illegitimate child. They were saying that he was born of fornication. Uh, in uh, John eight fifty two. then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead in the prophets, and thou sayest if a man keep his saints, he shall never taste death. Uh, and what was it here? These Jews now, they are saying that Jesus is demon-possessed. Thou hast the devil. Now, that seems like a pretty far-fetched accusation. But people believed him. In Matthew eleven nineteen, the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, 
a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, and a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. What do they say? Uh, they say this Jesus, he is a liar. Uh, this Jesus, uh, he, he came eating and drinking. He is, he's a glutton. Uh, he's, he's a drunkard. He's a wine-bibber. Uh, he is a friend of the wrong crowd. He's a friend of these extortioners, these, uh, these uh, uh, the publicans and these sinners. Uh, so uh, they said in verse number uh, Mark 15, 29, they passed by, railed on him, wagging their heads, saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days. Uh, what were they saying? You're a liar. You, what you said didn't come true. And they, they accused Jesus of being a liar. Uh, but notice here, all these accusations, they came from the religious crowd. They came from the religious crowd. And what was the intent? It was to tarnish his name. It was to detour people uh, from following the Lord. And, uh, and so here, uh, it was a religious crowd. Notice I did not say a spiritual crowd. Why? Because a spiritual person is not, is not going to be spreading and attacking somebody. Spiritual individual, if there's a problem, they're going to come along trying to restore. And so uh, here we see that Jesus' accusations were made. Think about Mary. Now we have a Bible and we are looking back at everything that took place. They knew that there was a Messiah coming. But put yourself in that spot. Mom and dad, put, that, put yourself in that spot of Mary, Mary's parents. Of what they would have believed. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a hard one. And so what happened? Uh, Mary, uh, Luke one thirty four, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Uh, and, and here there was, she realized that there was going to be all kinds of, uh, of consequences, uh, the loss of trust by Joseph, uh, maybe her family and her friends. Uh, the community looked down on her. Uh, the community looked down on her uh, and on Jesus, 33 years later, we be not born of fornication. That stigma had stayed that entire time. A good name. Now, that name that she had, it, was, it is a good name. There was no sin involved. She was a virgin when she had Christ. And, and what a blessing that that is. But the attacks were there. The in, innocent, if we're not careful, we can, we can wrongly accuse people in our minds because we heard something. Be careful. Be careful. A good name can be ruined. So very quickly, don't repeat something just because you heard it. 
well, you know, I don't know if it's true, but this is what they're saying. What, what happens? You are, you are helping to tarnish a name. That name that has been a good name. You know what should be the result? Well, let's go talk to that person. Let's go find out. You know, the more of us that would do that, the less talking people would do. But if we listen, what happens? Now there's that doubt about that person in our own mind. And we may never repeat it, but most people will. And so, uh, taking those accusations, I think about Joseph, uh, same thing. Matthew 1, 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, uh, was minded to put her away privily. He was, he was thinking about this. He had heard she is now with child, and it was not him, and she was uh, engaged to be married to him. Uh, and so now Joseph, he's mulling through all this. And, and isn't it gracious that our God God communicated to him the truth. But with that, there was a reproach because the community didn't believe it. That reproach was still there. So the turmoil that is faced and uh, a good name. People can throw all kinds of accusations. Be careful on what we uh, hear. Be careful on what we uh, believe or what we repeat. A good name. Jesus had a good name, uh, but there were still accusations. So just because accusations come does not mean that there is guilt. Bible says not to, re- not to receive an accusation, but at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Two or three witnesses, not just one. And he says don't even receive it. Don't even listen to an accusation except at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Uh, and so, uh, so here, what do we see how the Lord responded to these accusations? Matthew 27, 12. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders... He answered him nothing. People think, well, if they aren't guilty, they should say something. Well, the Lord wasn't guilty and he kept his mouth shut. Yeah. What was it? He was not opening his mouth to try to defend himself. You cannot defend yourself against a scorner. No matter what the accusation is, it doesn't matter what you say, they are going to twist it. If you say nothing, they will say that you're guilty because you didn't, didn't give an answer. If you give them an answer, man, they're just trying to defend themselves and make it out like they didn't do anything. There is no win. And so here, what do we find? We find the Lord opened not his mouth. Matthew 27, 14. Then he answered to him never a word, insomuch that the the governor marveled greatly. Mark 15, 5. But Jesus yet answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. So the Lord's response to accusations, he he didn't defend himself. He just kept being who he was supposed to be. 
you know what? Our goal is not to try to get everybody to like us. Our goal isn't to try to defend ourselves. Our goal is to try to serve the Savior and honor Him and glorify Him. And if we just keep our focus on glorifying God uh, and not worrying about trying to defend ourselves, uh, but that good name, do what we can. But you can have a good name and you can be innocent, but there could still be accusations. Isaiah 53, 7, uh, this is prophetic. He he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as the sheep before his shearer is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. And that is exactly how the Lord responded uh, while he was here. Uh, he did not uh, open his mouth, and uh, he was not trying to defend himself. Uh, but here, just uh, when we look at this, this thing about having a good name, we need to do what we can to protect our name, but we also have to remember there is a devil. Uh, there are people that will try to destroy a good name. Don't allow them to change who you are. You just keep serving. Accusation comes, you just keep on serving. Uh, if, if someone tries to, to hurt you, uh, don't get into a fight with them. Don't get uh, caught up in uh, some battle there. Uh, as I uh, made a statement earlier about that, uh, that text that went back and forth, immediately after I re read that response, I reached out to the preacher that sent the original text. And I just told him I appreciated his desire to try to encourage and edify each other uh, and said, you just keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. You're a blessing. Don't worry about what anybody else says. You know what? We, we are in this world, and as we walk among people, there are some people that aren't going to like us. I don't get it. I don't know why. I feel like I'm a likable person. Well, you know what? There are people who do not like me. And, and with that, I can't let them change me. It, it the very best if I try to get them to like me. They just now don't hate me. <laughs> it isn't like we are ever going to be super close. You know what? Jesus walked among the multitudes. He invested in 12. You just keep loving the Lord, love the people that God has brought across your path, and try to keep your name a good name. Why? Because of who we represent. We represent the Savior. And if we are attacked, and if we are maligned or tarnished in ways, and it was uh, not because of, uh, of behavior, that, of things we had done wrong, uh, then we are in pretty good company. The Lord was maligned. Mary was maligned. Joseph was maligned. And there have been a host over the decades, those that have, have uh, been, in, and we read of them in Hebrews, the hall of faith, and they have faithfully served. Let's just keep on serving. But let's have a good name. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your goodness and uh, for giving us your word and instruction. I pray that you would help us to be who we ought to be. And uh, Lord, we thank you that you love us in spite of us. And Lord, we do fail you. And there are times where uh, we hurt our testimony. And in doing so, 
we hurt your testimony. And so I pray that you would uh, just help us uh, to have a, a testimony, help us to work on building it and rebuilding it as we uh, have errors and, and just uh, guide us and lead us as we serve you. But Lord, help us to uh, cause other people uh, to think well of you uh, because they know who we are, your children. And so I pray that you'd bless now. Speak to hearts for Christ's sake. Amen. We'll just have a short invitation. As